Teams are a central part of our work experience. So central, in fact, that it is vital to make sure that your team's culture is positive, or at a minimum, to make sure that your team's culture doesn't suck. Hey leader, David Burke is here, organizational psychologist and author of four best-selling books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. And in this episode, we're talking about culture, specifically the culture of your team and how to make it more positive. Much of a team's performance comes down to its culture, how positive or negative it is. I mean, sure, the talents and skills of individuals matter, but without a positive team culture, these same individuals will fail to experience their highest levels of performance. We see in study after study that so much of individual performance, sometimes the majority of individual performance, comes down to the team that they're on, the resources they have access to, and the culture that they're experiencing. So in this episode, we'll cover five ways to build a positive team culture, one that will help everyone on your team thrive and succeed. So the first way to build a positive team culture is to clarify objectives. And I apologize if you were thinking we would have something softer and rah-rah. We'll get to that, but we need to get down to the basics first. So much of what drives disengagement and disenfranchisement and arguments and disagreements on a team is actually a lack of clear objectives. What are we trying to do? What are we trying to accomplish? When do we need to accomplish it by? And who's going to do what? Clarifying those objectives involves not just doing that at the start of a project, but staying on top of it, whether it's through a weekly all hands meeting, a quick huddle, or or kind of a constant update from you as the leader to keep what is most important at the forefront of people's mind, to keep monitoring that sense of progress, and to make sure that everybody knows exactly what we're working towards, and perhaps even more importantly, how their work fits into everyone else's work to bring us towards those objectives. The second way to build a positive team culture is to clarify expectations. And this is another basics, blocking and tackling way to build a positive team culture. What we mean here when we say clarify expectations is actually twofold. I mean, one relates directly to objectives. We need to lay out not only here's what we're trying to accomplish, but a clear and concise definition of what does done look like, right? What do I expect in terms of this completed project? Or what is expected of us together as a team in terms of this completed project? I'm a big fan in military organizations of what's often referred to as commander's intent, which is really the perfect way you can clarify expectations. Because commander's intent not only says, here's what we're trying to accomplish, that's the objectives piece, but also what does done look like? How do we know we've satisfactorily, boy, that's a weird word, how do we know we have actually achieved that objective? And this is important because things are going to change. The reason for commander's intent in a military setting is that in the fog of war, the exact execution plan may actually need to change based on the changing environment. But if we're clear about what done looks like, what's expected of us in terms of our performance, we know when we can declare mission accomplished. We know when we can actually say we've met our objective. And the clarifying expectations actually goes a little deeper too. Clarifying expectations refers to behavior as well. How do we expect people to behave when they're collaborating with each other? And the easiest way to clarify those expectations is to model the way. Make sure you're interacting with everyone at a level of civility and respect and professionalism and make it clear when unprofessionalism, disrespect, or incivility happens in your team that it will not be tolerated. So we're clarifying our expectations around what done looks like, but also how we're going to behave as we work with each other to get to done. The third way to build a positive team culture is to include 
all, to make sure that we're making decisions with the input of everyone, to make sure that we're giving a chance for everyone to be heard, to make sure that people feel like they have something to contribute to the team. And, and I get it. If you're in a leadership role, there are, there are often times where you need to make a quick decision or there are often times where you have access to information they don't have access to and so you make a decision they may disagree with. That's gonna happen, that's okay. I didn't say you have to let people make a decision. I said you have to include them in the decision, which means you have to make sure that they feel heard before you make that decision. And when you announce that decision, if you've included everyone, then you actually know how to break the news to individual people about why their chosen path, why their suggestion wasn't followed. You can't do that if you don't include them. You can't do that if you don't hear them. But include all here also make sure that we're taking the time on a regular basis to make sure that we're amplifying unheard voices. Whatever medium of communication we're using, whether it's email communication, whether it's an in-person meeting or a Zoom meeting, that's going to bring certain people's voices a little bit louder and certain people's voices a little bit softer. I mean, look, you already know that in in-person meetings, you're going to have this sort of loud, domineering personalities on your team. You probably already know who, exactly who they are. You've got them in your mind as you're thinking about this. But what you don't know is that doesn't mean if we just shift it to a virtual meeting, that levels the playing field. Or if we just shift it to an email discussion, that levels the playing field. No, different people shine in that environment. And so what you need to do is wherever you're soliciting feedback, wherever you're having this team discussion, you need to be aware of how each individual's preferences and strengths and weaknesses are going to cause them to be louder or quieter in the meeting and you need to make adjustments or at least make a plan to draw out those quieter people so that they feel included. The fourth way to build a positive team culture is to recognize good. When you see good, call it out. You know there's that old um, adage a lot of times about you should praise people in public and you should correct people in private. That may or may not be true. Some people really don't like being the center of attention and so praising them in public is the last thing they would want. You'll know your team, you'll know who those people are, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't recognize good when you see them do good. So you need to know your people and you need to recognize when you see good work, when you see good behavior, when you see just about anybody doing something right. Make sure those people know that you saw it and you appreciate it. And when you see people recognizing good among other people on the team, recognize that good. It's sort of a sort of a meta recognition, a meta good, if you will. Catch people doing something right, but catch them catching each other doing something right and support that as well. And you'll find that people over time will get much more complimentary, will be much more willing to help each other, and will be much more positive in their day-to-day -day interactions with people. And that will obviously have a huge effect on the team's culture. And the last way to build a positive team culture is to reinforce purpose on a regular basis. Tie the day-to-day -day work we're doing into why we're doing it. In fact, better than why, tie it into specific people who are served by the work that our team has done. If you're familiar with me and you're familiar with my work, you know that I think one of the most powerful questions you can answer for individuals and a team is who is served by the work that we're doing. That takes the mission or vision or purpose statement of the organization and it makes it personal. And personal is where we feel purpose. But as a team, if we have that clear 
personal purpose, if we can put a name and a face and some past experiences interacting with the people who are served by our work, we're going to be more motivated to do that work and we're going to be more motivated to get bonded together to bring that work into fruition as well. So reinforce purpose on a regular basis. Capture stories of the people we're serving if you have to. Take the traditional metrics of performance and tie them in to those people who are served. Do whatever you can to draw a thick line between the mission and the vision of the organization, the people that are served by that, and the work that our team is doing. And you're going to find your team is more positively engaging in that work and interacting with each other. Now, if you start from a place of having a kind of mediocre culture, a one that's not negative or positive, then these changes are going to have a quick and noticeable effect on your team. But if you're starting with a negative culture and you're trying to kind of rearrange it, turn the tide and move a negative into a positive culture, it may take some time. That's okay. Don't get discouraged when you're recognizing good, but other people on your team aren't actually recognizing each other's good. Don't get discouraged when you're outlining expectations and people are failing to live up to them. The team has been in a negative culture for a while. It's going to take a while to reverse course, but that's okay. You should still be able to see some of those small wins, even if they're private one-on-one -on -one conversations, and let that motivate you. Let turning the culture of the team be your own personal who that keeps you motivated to building that team culture. You will see the results eventually. We know it from copious amounts of research and soon your team's experience will be joining that research that when you do turn the tide and start to build and grow a positive team culture, you'll have created a team where everyone there can do their best work ever. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And if you really liked it and you want to go deeper and lead smarter, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do its best work ever.